Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 1. And come in unto me, do certain of the elders of Israel, and sit before me. 2. And there is a word of Jehovah unto me, saying, The Lord speaks to Ezekiel when he is in the midst of other elders. The reason these elders keep surrounding Ezekiel and visiting his house is because they know that he obeys the Lord and the Lord speaks to him. 3. Son of man, these men have caused their idols to go up on their heart, and the stumbling block of their iniquity they have put over against their faces. Am I inquired of at all by them? The Lord says that they are pretending to want to hear his word, and that's why they come to see Ezekiel. But in reality, they don't believe what God says. It's the idols who they go to to get their real answers. It's similar to people who say that they believe in God, but they check up on their horoscope in the newspaper every day, and it's the horoscope that they actually obey. Or they watch a talk show, and they take all the advice that the talk show host says, but they don't listen to what God says. For therefore speak with them, and thou hast said unto them, Thus said the Lord Jehovah, Every one of the house of Israel who causeth his idols to go up unto his heart, and the stumbling block of his inquiry setteth over against his face, and hath gone in unto the prophet, I, Jehovah, have given an answer to him for this, for the abundance of his idols. To all the men who actually listen to what the demons tell them by asking the idols questions, the Lord has a word for them. There's a lot of people who consider themselves to be Christians and they claim to be following the Lord, but they'll do everything that their doctor says and they believe in every word that their doctor speaks and they listen to their financial advisor and do everything that their financial advisor tells them to do. But they don't read the word of God or care what it says. They don't think that they have to obey the Lord. These Israelites that were surrounding Ezekiel were the same way. They were hypocrites. They came to hear what God said, but it was more out of curiosity or just to show a religious facade to their lives. And the Lord says that he has an answer for all of these people. 5. In order to catch the house of Israel by their heart, in that they have become estranged from off me by their idols, all of them. 6. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus said the Lord Jehovah, Turn ye back, yea, turn ye back from your idols, and from all your abominations turn back your faces. The Lord says that they're looking to their idols. He wants them to turn their backs on their idols and instead look at him for answers. He also says that they're committing abominations, and of course they were, because in order to please a demon god, you have to sacrifice your children or pay a temple prostitute for sexual favors or something else like that. 7. For every one of the house of Israel and of the sojourners who doth sojourn in Israel, who is separated from after me, and doth cause his idols to go up unto his heart, and the stumbling block of his inquiry setteth over against his face, and hath come in unto the prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I, Jehovah, have answered him for myself. 
anyone who has idols is separated from the Lord. That includes us today. If we follow something other than Jesus, then we're separating ourselves from the Lord. And again, the Lord says that he has an answer to all of those who don't want to hear his answer. And he has told them to repent, to stop obeying what the gods have told them to do, and to stop asking the gods for help and support, and instead to put their faith in him. 8. And I have set my face against that man, and made him for a sign, and for similes, and I have cut him off from the midst of my people, and ye have known that I am God. He says, I am going to cut off all those who worship false idols. This means that they are going to lose their spiritual inheritance as Israelites. It means that they are going to lose their salvation. He no longer considers them children of God. This is one of the many hundreds of Bible verses that confirm that we can lose our salvation if we turn back to sin. And the Lord says that when he cuts these people off, everyone will know that he is God. If he were a doormat or a fake demon, he wouldn't really care how much we worshipped him. That's why when you practice paganism or witchcraft or any kind of worldliness, each god that you have, whether it's sports or movie stars or money or fame or Buddha or Muhammad or whatever idol you're following, it doesn't require that you give it 100% of your allegiance. All of the little demons are happy just to get five minutes of your time. And they don't mind if you worship other gods and other idols. They're willing to share their time with other demons. And that's because they aren't gods at all. But the one real God is a jealous God, and he won't share one minute of his time with any demon god. If you try to give him a percentage of your worship, and then give another percentage of your worship to a demon, it's as if you didn't worship the Lord at all. And you will lose your salvation. You will be cut off. And you will be condemned. This is what the Bible says over and over. 9. And the prophet, when he is enticed, and hath spoken a word, I, Jehovah, I have enticed that prophet, and have stretched out my hand against him, and have destroyed him from the midst of my people, Israel. The Lord says that he's not only going to give false words to false prophets, so that they embarrass themselves by saying stuff that will never come true. He's also going to destroy false prophets. That's why today false prophets make us so many promises that don't come true. They promised that Jesus was coming in 2023. They promised that Trump was going to stay in the White House. The Lord allows them to say these things for their own shame and humiliation, so that they will be exposed but he also will destroy them if they don't repent of their evil ways. 10. And they have borne their iniquity as the iniquity of the inquirer, so is the iniquity of the prophet. The inquirer would be the person who goes to a false prophet, or a witch, or a wizard, to get advice. And the false prophet would be the person who speaks a positive word, or tells the people how to live or what to do in order to have good luck and prosperity. If you're following or listening to anyone who's promising you prosperity, run fast. These chapters in the Bible of Ezekiel and Jeremiah 
tell us to avoid false prophets, and one of the big red flags is that they constantly promise prosperity. 11. So that the house of Israel do not wander any more from after me, nor are defiled any more with all their transgressions, and they have been to me for a people, and I am to them for God, an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. His family is a holy family, and he's going to wipe out anyone who's in his family who isn't walking in righteousness. He's going to eliminate those people from Israel. 12. And there is a word of Jehovah unto me, saying, 13. Son of man, the land, when it sinneth against me to commit a trespass, and I have stretched out my hand against it, and broken for it the staff of bread, and sent into it famine, and cut off from it man and beast. 14. And these three men have been in its midst, Noah, Daniel, and Job. They, by their righteousness, deliver their own soul, an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. The Lord says that if most people in the land are sinning against him, then that land will be cursed. It will experience famine, which we're starting to experience all over the world today. The Lord is allowing nations to have a shortage of food. This is because of the sins of all of the nations that we haven't repented of. The Lord takes it even further and says, even if righteous men like Noah, Daniel, and Job are in that land, they will only save their own souls. I won't save the whole land for the sake of the righteous because there's so few of them. Now this verse shows us that Daniel was alive during the time of Ezekiel, and Ezekiel knew about Daniel. Noah and Job had long since passed away, but Daniel lived during Ezekiel and Jeremiah's time, and they knew who he was. We're going to be reading the book of Daniel next. Evidently, from this verse, Ezekiel knew who he was, even though Daniel was living in Nebuchadnezzar's palace, and Ezekiel was living in the land of the Chaldeans with the captives. 15. If an evil beast I caused to pass through the land, and it hath been bereaved, and it hath been a desolation, without any passing through because of the beast. 16. These three men in its midst, I live, an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. Neither sons nor daughters do they deliver. They alone are delivered, and the land is a desolation. The Lord says, in a pagan land where there is constant sin, I will only save righteous men who live like Noah, Job, and Daniel but I won't even save their children. Only those who walk in righteousness will be saved. Now there are some Bible verses that seem to imply that a household can be saved because of one righteous person, but everyone has to repent, and everyone has to acknowledge the Lord's Son as God and as Lord, because the Father and Son are one. But one person can heavily influence their household so that all can be saved, such as what happened with Noah. His whole household was saved because he was righteous and he led the household in righteousness. But the Lord here is emphasizing that it's still each person's responsibility to follow the commandments of the Lord and to worship him alone. So even if your father is righteous but you yourself practice paganism, you won't be saved. 
The Lord mentions a beast coming into the land and killing and eating people. When a town is cursed, the Lord allows wild animals like mountain lions and bears and crocodiles to attack and eat people. This means that that city is cursed because the wild animals are taking dominion over it. 17. Or a sword I bring in against that land, and I have said, Sword, thou dost pass over through the land, and I have cut off from it man and beast. 18. And these three men in its midst I live, an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. They deliver not sons and daughters, for they alone are delivered. The Lord says, In such an evil land where everyone is practicing paganism, if he sends an army to attack and kill all of the people, the only ones who won't die are the righteous, but even their children will die if their children are not walking in righteousness. You and I can walk in righteousness when Jesus is alive in us by faith, and when Jesus is in us by faith, we don't even want to sin, because the life of Jesus Christ is in us and Jesus never sins. He never disobeys the Father. So you can tell when you have no faith because you want to sin. That means that Jesus is not in you and you are not walking by faith. None of us can rewrite history and pretend that we never sinned. We all have sinned. But from this day forward, by faith, we can walk in righteousness. But it's the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It's not our own righteousness because we don't have any of our own. Walking in righteousness doesn't mean that you never sinned. It means that by faith, you are dying to your own desires and you are committed and actively following Jesus and his ways. 19. Or pestilence I send unto that land, and I have poured out my fury against it in blood, to cut off from it man and beast. 20. And Noah, Daniel, and Job in its midst, I live, an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. Neither son nor daughter do they deliver. They, by their righteousness, deliver their own soul. The Lord says, even if there's a disease going throughout the land, only the righteous will live. Even their own children won't live unless their children repent and walk in righteousness too. 21. For thus said the Lord Jehovah, Although my four sore judgments, sword and famine and wild beast and pestilence, I have sent unto Jerusalem to cut from it man and beast. 22. Yet, lo, there hath been left in it an escape, who are brought forth, sons and daughters. Lo, they are coming forth unto you, and ye have seen their way and their doings, and have been comforted concerning the evil that I have brought in against Jerusalem, all that which I have brought in against it. The Lord tells Ezekiel and these men who are listening to Ezekiel that he's going to send four judgments to the city of Jerusalem. One is the sword, which is the Babylonians killing people. The other one is famine, and the other one is wild animals eating people, and the other one is disease. But there will be a small number of people who will be saved because they walk in righteousness and they obey the Lord's commands. Some of those people will make it to the land of the Chaldeans in humility and they will join Ezekiel and his company. And then Ezekiel 
and the people in the land of the Chaldeans will be comforted knowing that somebody survived. 23. And they have comforted you, for ye see their way and their doings, and ye have known that not for naught have I done all that which I have done in her, an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. Here the word her refers to the city of Jerusalem. In the Bible and in all of literature, female means many and male means one. That's why often cities are given a female persona because they represent many people. Or a nation is given a female persona because it represents many people. The bride of Christ is female because she represents many people. And the Lord says that when these refugees come out of Jerusalem alive, this tiny number of people, Ezekiel will be comforted because he'll see that the Lord did a wonderful thing by saving them. And that concludes Ezekiel chapter 14.